1: Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. I just wanna give a quick thank you to you, the listener. I appreciate you and I want you to know that if there's ever anything that I can do to support you, please reach out. That being said, here's two ways that you can connect with me. First, if you'd like to get more involved in the conversation around networking, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity and relationships. Second, LinkedIn is the channel that you're going to find me most active on. Just search for Lori Hybe. You can simply click the follow button as I post daily information about marketing strategy, tips, and all podcast episodes are shared there. If you'd actually like to connect, just make sure you send a note with your connection request that references Social Capital. I can't wait to hear from you. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency that believes that you really need to understand your customer before you can even start marketing to them. Learn more at KeystoneClick.com. Okay, today's guest is Tatiana St. Germain. She is the founder and CEO of Great People Management, a consulting firm located in Waukesha, Wisconsin, serving clients nationwide. They offer leadership coaching, hiring, and development assessments, talent optimization tools, and talent management consulting. Tatiana is an expert at understanding and solving complex people challenges in the workplace and has helped over 1,000 clients worldwide select, retain, and develop the right people who get results and smash the competition. Tatiana,
0: welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lori.
1: Yeah, there's lots of uh, conversation today about... um, Uh, finding and retaining and really growing employees. So I'm sure this is going to be a great conversation. Um, let's, Let's just dive right in there. So how can companies improve their chances of hiring productive employees?
0: Well, first off, the biggest challenge I'm finding with my clients and with conversations I'm having in my business network is actually finding people, period. (laughs) And uh, that's the biggest challenge, and that's probably a whole separate conversation. Uh, But once you have a candidate, if you're lucky, you may have a couple of candidates, the best way to ensure that they're productive is look for job fit, look for culture fit. And this is where some of those resources out there can really help. And one of those resources is predictive assessment tools that companies can use to help them understand their people. And these tools, these assessment tools are not designed to screen people out because this is what I'm hearing right now is, well, Tatiana, we don't even have any people apply. How can we talk about screening people out or using any kind of tool uh, for job matching? Well, it's really to ensure that the productivity, the engagement, and long-term retention of the employee—that's the information that the assessment tools give you. So don't don't skip that step, the vetting step, and doing the due diligence on the front end uh, when you're hiring employees, even if you just have one to choose from. Yeah, that's great. I
1: know that. Um... Some of these these tools and resources you're actually going to share as an offer are uh, some of this assessment information you've got available to some of our listeners, right?
0: Yes. Yes, and it would be my pleasure to do that. Fantastic.
1: We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Yeah. So not only is finding talent a challenge, but can you share how managers and leaders can keep their employees and retain these individuals?
0: Uh, Yes, and I've been doing um, uh, webinars on the topic um, and working on a a white paper on this topic as well, uh, because once you get somebody in place, and congratulations, if you hired a warm body, the next question is, now what? How do I ensure that I have a productive onboarding experience? How do I engage them? And it starts with understanding what people really care about. Your onboarding and your, actually, retention starts with the interview process. Um, You want to, again, make sure that you understand your employees, ask deep, uh, meaningful questions. And then once they are on board, you have everything in place for them. Obviously, their their benefits, their, their desk, their computer ready, and all the logins. But also the next step is building a deeper relationship with the team. Uh, One of my clients shared a great success story that uh, he he again incorporated those assessment tools in the onboarding process, generating a team report uh, that shares with each team member what their differences and similarities are, what their talents and challenges are, and having um, maybe a a 90-minute conversation with a new team member, maybe over lunch, is going to help the new team member to ask some questions, uh, maybe laugh about some of the quirks and personality that other members on the team have. Um, And most importantly, focus on the talents uh, and the talents are diverse. We're all behaviorally diverse when we're working on the same team. Um, And the the key here is to complement each other instead of perceiving our differences as difficulties, which is how we are wired psychologically to be. That's the knee jerk reaction. When we meet new people, there's a lot of uncertainty and that creates that wall and engages fear factors in the brain that shuts down the rational brain. So it takes um, multiple months and sometimes years to get to know your coworkers to build a productive relationship. Um, But utilizing assessment tools you're actually able to build that relationship within the first week. And that's what my client shared. Uh, their VP hire came to him and said, this has been the best onboarding experience. And I feel like I've been here for two years and I've only been here for two weeks. So it's, it's feasible. that You can squeeze your onboarding um the length of onboarding from months uh, to to just weeks. And why I bring onboarding into the conversation about retention is because it starts to build loyalty and connectedness. This is what people care about. Uh, Yes, they do care about bonuses and compensation and uh, benefit packages that are being um, revamped right now with many organizations. But with that, those tactical transactional items, you can only go so far. And frankly, smaller companies can't can't even afford all those benefits and compensation uh, packages. So it's about relationships, what people, and then I can share on on my LinkedIn page, I I have an article posted from McKinsey and Company Institute um, research, which was very revealing. And they're talking about how uncertain, an uncertain environment that we've been in in the last two years, almost, how impact it impacted people's decisions and creating that uncertainty sense of belonging, sense of connectedness early on when you after you hire somebody, uh, that is what's going to be a game changer. It's about relationships, not transactions. And when people focus on relationships, they have a much higher chance of retaining their employees. I love that.
1: And I can hear in your voice the passion that you have for. Um, supporting the, the employees and, and the companies and these
0: organizations?
1: Why are you so passionate about help, helping companies solve their, their people problems?
0: It, it's a great question, and I kind of wondered that myself over the years, and I, I've traced it back to um, almost 20 years ago now when I got introduced to the assessment industry. My former boss and mentor um, when he hired me, he brought me into the second interview and of course he, he practiced what he preached. He uh-huh. asked me and, um, at the, at the second interview, he showed me my scores and I not knowing what I was looking at. I didn't know anything about assessments at that time. Um, I was kind of mortified because one of the behavioral traits that was assessed was attitude. And on a scale from 1 to 10, I was a 1. So I automatically assumed 1 is bad, 10 is good. And why am I even here? And then he pulled up his um, report and showed that he's a 10. So we're polar opposites when it comes to outlook on life and people and trusting. And then he said, in this small office of seven people, all of us are over 6 on a scale from 1 to 10. And me being the leader of of the team, I have, I'm concerned that at some point, I'm so optimistic that I might um, lead this team right off the cliff, thinking and hoping (laughs) there's an invisible bridge. So if nothing else, we actually want you on our team. We want you to ask questions. We want you to be our anchor. And so this um, kind of skeptical attitude that I've carried through throughout my life, and I've always thought it was a burden, it was a negative thing about who I was, all of a sudden became an asset. It's only it's about how you look at it. It's about how you channel your strengths and mitigate your, your challenges. And we have both. We all have that. And finding a position where you can channel even some of the adversity that you may have about your personality into a positive uh, area that that's what builds loyalty this is what makes people go the extra mile um, and that's what it did for me it was amazing I was given permission to be myself in fact I was valued for who I was not even my contributions because he didn't know what I could do at that point it was just an interview but my potential and how I would interact and complement the team So I was given permission to be myself on the job. And needless to say, case in point, I am still in this industry. This was so life-changing for me personally. And I thought if I could do this for other people, individual people, other leaders, business owners, and entire organizations, because it is such a scalable uh, process, Uh, you can apply it to everyone. And I worked with companies from five employees to 55,000. If you can give this, this kind of information and put people in positions according to their talents, according to their potential, where their contributions and their innate uh, talents would be valued, how much better our decisions would be, how much better our productivity and engagement would be, and would people really be leaving companies? That, that's my question. If all companies were using and had the same experience as I did, um, would people be leaving? It doesn't matter. This year was uh, rough for everyone. This mm-hmm. these past eighteen um, to twenty months, but I never it never crossed my mind to get out of the business or change careers. Um, so I, I hope that that answers the question.
1: No, that that's great. Um, I love to hear that you had an amazing experience, and now you're trying to help others have that same experience. And I think that's fantastic. And I can see how that passion is carrying through because why not Why not pay it forward and, and tell the world that there's a right way to do this and there's a way to do this that's gonna solve a lot of your, your challenges that you're facing. So I think that that's awesome that you're doing that.
0: Yeah, and I just wanted to also add that people in general in, in the workplace and in our lives are the most unpredictable aspect. And especially in business, it's the most unpredictable aspect of the business. And what we're missing every day is information. So if you could have a user guide on every person in your life and on every employee in your organization, that's that's really key. That's, it's a, it's a game changer because then you can build those relationships faster yeah. and make smart decisions. Yeah,
1: that's really, really fascinating. Um, All right, Tatiana, this is a great time to have a quick pause from our sponsor. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit KeystoneClick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. So Tatiana, the, the purpose of my show here, Social Capital is all about um, that word networking. And when people hear that word, oftentimes there's fear, hesitation, uncertainty, and I really want to remove that. And I'm hoping you can help me do that. So can you share with our listeners one of your favorite or most successful networking experiences that you've had?
0: First of all, um, when, when we network, um, you, you never know who you're going to meet and who you might end up getting connected to. So some of the best uh, referrals come, the, come from the unlikeliest sources. So I learned that early on. So I don't ignore any opportunity to network. Um, And I had great experience with a variety of networking organizations. Um, I I don't think I can think of a specific example, um, but well, actually I I do. Uh, Right now I'm working with an amazing uh, content writer who is located in UK. So, but, but I got to introduce to her through Gosh, I don't even know if I can trace the connection, uh, but I know <laughs> it started uh, probably three years ago, sure. and was one person who introduced me to another person, so this is probably a fourth um, level connection, and she's amazing, so whether you get connected to resources or client, potential clients, um, I never discount the power of networking um, and then building credibility through your network as well. So regardless of the
1: size of your network, it's extremely important to stay in touch and nurture these relationships. How do you go about doing that? How do you nurture the relationships in your network, and your community?
0: I'm constantly focused on, um, you, you have to think on purpose about the people in your network. And what I mean by that is knowing what they care about. Uh, what they're looking for in terms of business, if this is a business um, relationship. And continuously look for opportunities and listen for, train your ear to listen for. For example, um, yesterday I had a lunch meeting with one of my uh, people in in my network. He purchased a new business and he gave me a tour of of the facility and we had lunch and it was lovely. Um, But then throughout the conversation, actually it was toward the end of the conversation, he mentioned something about benefits. And so I immediately, my ears perked up because I've been listening uh, for those clues. And I I mentioned one of my network partners who does benefits. So I will be connecting them uh, today, making that soft, warm introduction. So I think that that's probably the most important thing. Um, And it's not kind of quid pro quo and I give you this and then you give me that. Mm-hmm. It's really about being generous and being passionate about connecting people to people and connecting people to resources. Um, it's not about what you get back. It's, it's about what you can give. And when you have that outlook, um, you, you're, you're going to be able to hear more um, those opportunities and connect people to those resources.
1: Most definitely. I I agree with that. Definitely listening is a critical skill that everyone can continue to improve on for sure. But that's something that will will make you a better networker because then you can do a better job of helping them solve whatever challenge they're facing at that time. Tatiana, what advice would you offer the business professional who's looking to grow their network? Oh boy,
0: I'd say I've done... All kinds of things, uh, starting with trade shows. I've done a lot of those early on in, in my assessment career and coaching career. Um, that's basically collecting business cards mm-hmm. and building the list that 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 used to be the thing that we used to do and then doing email marketing. But I would say in the last 10 years, LinkedIn has been a keystone um. For, for all of my networking, uh, people are willing to connect, especially if you uh, have have um, kind of saw, maybe in, get introduced by another connection. Uh, people are willing to listen. Um, it's strictly professional for for the most part, I would say. And yeah, I would I would say get on LinkedIn, spend. Uh, and I can recommend a couple of people who help you maximize uh, LinkedIn, the value of LinkedIn, how to connect with people, get the premium package, spend whatever you need to, to spend to invest in building the network. But I think that's that's been the best one. It's amazing how responsive people are. Even if you just ask a question, you can build a group, you can have a webinar, you can um, do all sorts of things and I think sky's the limit they're they're int- constantly introducing new features so I think yeah, that's
1: I, the best way to reach I, I agree I, I'm a huge fan of of LinkedIn um, and yeah, and happy to answer anyone's questions around how actually best to maximize using LinkedIn because there's a ton of resources within the platform and and it's not just a uh, here's my resume, you know, and and I'm going to connect with people. I know there's it's it is a social media platform where you engage and build relationships and connect with new people and meet new people and and nurture those that you've already connected with. It's, it's an amazing platform. So yeah. Yeah,
0: especially the, especially the ones that you've been connected to for a long time. Maybe, you know, you've connected to a thousand new people in the last couple of years and your older connections sort of fell off a little bit. Um, and then you post something and they chime in and say, hey, great job, or how are you doing? It's it's really wonderful.
1: Here's a fun one for you. If you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career?
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I don't think I would, would have changed A whole lot, Um, you know, growing up in the Soviet Union and um, there there was kind of the power of necessity there that drove me always. So I I never remember myself not striving to do more. So first it was getting myself out of that country. Um, So education and working hard and um, not passing up opportunities, and I've, I've taken on some crazy opportunities, I would say, where, where everybody thought I, I was just insane to, to take something on, let's say, during final exams. Um, and I did, and it, it, it worked out. So when, when opportunity is knocking, do not, do not pass that up. That, that's my advice. Because then you you always wonder what if, yep. Um, yep. And I'm happy to say that, and whether it's because of me who I am, or again the power of necessity, because it's was really driven to succeed and provide, create, build a better life for myself and for my future children. Um, I, I did that, and I, th- I think I pulled back a little bit on that. I've become cautious. You you get that when you have kids. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, but do take risks in, in the early years. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. I love that. That's great, great advice for our listeners. All right, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview, interview me, Tatiana. So what is something that you'd like to ask me?
0: Um, when, when was the first time that you, when, when did you start using LinkedIn and what is your biggest success story with LinkedIn?
1: Oh man, um, I've been on LinkedIn uh, probably fairly close to its inception. In all honesty, um, I, and I don't know exactly when that happened. I want to say it was probably around two thousand eight, nine, ten, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit older than that. Um, so, and I so I've seen a number of its. You know, I've seen the evolution of the platform. My biggest success on it, you know, what's been really interesting with COVID is that it opened up people's um, flexibility to connect with new individuals because that in-person networking wasn't happening. So um, me taking the time to really maximize my profile allowed others to know where my expertise lies. So I've had people reach out to me specifically because of some of the buzzwords in my profile, such as manufacturing marketing or marketing for manufacturers. Um, And I've gotten some amazing opportunities and had conversations with individuals simply because of some of those buzzwords on LinkedIn. In addition, I've had people make connections and and recommend that I meet other individuals based on, you know, we do an initial call or one-on-one of sorts. And they're like, oh my gosh, you got to meet this person. And they make that connection on LinkedIn. Um, so then you start to find and learn about different individuals and their expertise. And then you start to become advocates for them on this platform, which helps them further, uh, expand their reach. So, um, that's been a great kind of win that I've had that my network has gone from small walkie, you know, which is, you know, Milwaukee here to, I have a global reach now and LinkedIn is probably one of the biggest reasons that's happened.
0: That's awesome.
1: That's a fun question. Thank you so much. I'm going to circle back now to that offer that you are, you're willing to share with our listeners. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? You said there's a free assessment that's
0: available and debriefing. Uh, Yes. So one of, I I do offer a couple of different assessments uh, because I don't, I believe that every organization and every situation is unique. So one size does not fit all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the flagship assessments that I use is PXT Select tool that is developed and validated by Wiley and Sons, uh, the oldest publishing company that has a big division in workplace, um, uh, workplace development. They also provide assessments such as DISC, Everything DISC, and Five Behaviors of Cohesive Team, um, in addition to the PXT Select. So I've sourced this one and I've used this for the past 17 years. And I find that it is most predictive, um, most robust and sophisticated. And most importantly to me, because remember I'm I'm a skeptical person, uh, it is uh, valid and reliable. So I'm all about the the numbers and the technical manual. Uh, But I wanted to offer this assessment uh, to the listeners and it takes about 45 minutes to complete. And then it would be maybe an hour of a debrief so we can chat about the insights, really tangible and deep insights that they can get out of the reports to improve maybe their leadership um, leadership skills, uh, understand their strengths, understand some of the challenges that they may be experiencing or wired to, to have and how to mitigate those um, and become more self-aware because the journey of improvement starts with self-awareness and you can't get to point B without knowing point your point A. So PXT Select is the point A. And I would love to offer that to, to more people out there. Cool.
1: And then um, if one of our listeners is interested, how can they um, connect with you uh, to, to learn more about this offer and just to connect and reach you in general, what's the best way they can do that?
0: Um, Well, just like you, you can can reach me uh, in a variety of ways through my website, greatpeoplemanagement.com, and there's a contact and request, a free consultation, um, and there's also a contact form that you can fill out, or you can email me at Tatiana at greatpeoplewin.com, and of course, connect with me on LinkedIn, and you can uh, find a link for a free demo in there as well. Fantastic,
1: we will include all that information in our show notes. Tatiana, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, happy Friday. Absolutely, all right. Well, this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Tatiana for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, let's definitely connect on LinkedIn, connect with me, connect with Tatiana. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from you. I really hope you enjoyed today's show, and most importantly, reach out and connect with someone go reconnect with someone from your past or find someone new that you'd like to connect with i mean that's what it's all about folks go and build those relationships
0: that's all for this episode of the social capital podcast visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes more episodes and to see who will be on the show next thank you for listening and we'll see you next episode